1: You're listening to All The Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm of Price, filling in this week for Liberty, and this is episode 262.5. This week, I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two fantastic books for kids and teens by Black authors. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. This episode
0: is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. Let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him, unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloane Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate Miss Wong, got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode.
1: So with all the news of police brutality and the deaths of innocent Black men and women and the protests, you've likely been receiving or have been exposed to just a great load of amazing books about how to be anti-racist. And that is definitely awesome. Um, And I'm so glad that so many people are buying and hopefully reading those books. But I also wanted to take a moment and highlight some fiction titles that aren't explicitly about being anti-racist, but are about the experiences of Black kids and teens. And they contain joy and humor, and even romance, along with heartaches and obstacles, which I think is important because there are so many Black authors and activists who have reminded us that we can't just want to read books about Black pain and suffering. Um, We should also be celebrating Black people and their lives and their joys um, alongside all of that. So both of these picks are written for kids and teens, but I think that they're really vital and important and even entertaining for adults too. So let's dive in. My first pick is The Season of Sticks Malone by Kekla Magoon. And actually, all of Kekla Magoon's books are just so wonderful and highly recommended. Um, you know, she's written a YA novel about Malcolm X, along with his daughter. She's written books about the Black Lives Matter movement, books about the civil rights movement and the Black Panthers. And she's also written some books that aren't explicitly about the politics of our world, but obviously do touch on, you know, issues of social justice. And um, so yeah, all of her books are so great. So in this novel, it's a middle grade novel about brothers Caleb and Bobby Jean. And Caleb is the protagonist. He's a little bit frustrated because they never leave their small town to go anywhere or do anything fun. And so Caleb has this preoccupation with not being ordinary. and he kind of gets upset with his dad because his dad is always encouraging his kids to be extraordinary. But to Caleb, it sounds like extraordinary. And that does that's just not what Caleb wants for his life. Well, one day, Caleb and Bobby Jean in this really hilarious chapter, It's 4th of July, they go to a block party, and they end up trading their baby sister for a bag of fireworks, and it gets them into big trouble. But then they also learn about this sort of magical system of bartering, and then they meet an older boy named Sticks Malone, who tells them about the great escalator trade, which if you're unfamiliar, is this idea of trading something that you have um, that might not be worth a lot, but just trading it for something that's slightly better and worth slightly more and then taking that object and continuing to gradually trade up until you have something that you really want so Caleb and Bobby Jean are just kind of enamored with sticks and this idea of the great escalator trade and all that he has to teach them and so they embark upon a scheme that um, gets them into a little bit of trouble um, but it also kind of reveals a bit more about sticks and um, what he's hiding. Um, and more than what they anticipate finding. So what I really love about this book is that it's just really funny. I mean, the scene where the boys trade away their baby sister is hilarious and totally something that I can imagine kids doing. This book explores brotherhood and friendship in just a really interesting way. And I think Older and adult readers will probably pick up on the fact that the reason why Caleb and Bobby Jean aren't really allowed to go anywhere outside of their small town is because their dad is just really afraid for them and what could happen to them away from home because he understands that the world is not always kind to black kids. And that element is explored in just a really great nuanced and also, you know, age appropriate way for kids. If you're struggling to talk to your kids about about this issue, like this is one really great entry point. And this book is almost kind of sneaky because you get into it for the humor and the friendship and the hijinks. And it ends up packing this really great emotional punch. So this is an excellent novel for kids. Um, It's a great novel for read-alouds. But also just pick it up for yourself if you want a really great novel that's reminiscent of Christopher Paul Curtis's books. So my second pick is going to be one for all you Jane Austen fans out there. And that is Pride by E.B. Zaboy. And it's so fantastic. Pride is, as you may have guessed, a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. But it's set in Contemporary Day in Bushwick. And it's about Zuri Benitez, who is an Afro-Latino teen who has great pride for her neighborhood, her community, her family. But she's really alarmed by the rapid gentrification that she sees spreading across Bushwick. And that becomes super relevant with the arrival of the Darcy family. So the Darcys are a Black family who have purchased and renovated a building across the street from Zuri's building. And at the beginning of the novel, they move in. And they're very different from the community that this block has, um, mainly in that they're clearly much wealthier than anyone else on the block. And Zuri kind of resents this, and she particularly resents Darius Darcy, because he acts as though everyone is beneath him, and he just knows so much better than anyone else. But then Zuri's older sister, Janae, starts to fall for Darius's older brother, And as Zuri begins to get to know the family, her first impressions slowly evolve and she realizes that Darius has a bit more, you know, going behind his sort of arrogant facade than she first thought. And that also issues of gentrification and cultural heritage are also a bit more complicated than she first thought. So this is definitely one of my favorite retellings of Pride and Prejudice. And I've read a lot, Um, but I think it's mostly because this one is just really clever. And I think what a lot of people fail fail to realize or recall is that the source text Pride and Prejudice is a really great satirical and humorous analysis of society and social roles. And that critique and reflection is really lost in a lot of the adaptations and retellings that we see. Oftentimes, uh, those retellings and adaptations get sort of spun as like this romantic, wonderful story. And um, it just sometimes loses that really great social critique, which, you know, not every adaptation has to go there. But I so appreciate that a boy totally goes there. Um, She just really skillfully explores real pressing issues that so many Black neighborhoods face. And she does so in this familiar story structure. So I think that automatically gets readers intrigued. But then she also spins it in a really exciting way. Like she just makes that plot her own. So even though you think you know what's going to happen, you're also reading with anticipation. And I just can't really say enough great things about this book. It touches on class and cultural identity and community, gentrification, and just so much more. I think it's a really great book to read alongside Pride and Prejudice. But also, if you are not at all familiar with Jane Austen's work or Pride and Prejudice, don't be afraid to pick this book up. You will definitely be able to read it and engage with it. It just firmly stands on its own. So that is Pride by E.B. Zavoy. And that is it for me this week, book nerds. I hope you are all staying safe and that you are well stocked with books. Thank you so much to our sponsor. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts as it helps other book lovers find us. And if you want to connect with me, um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back in a couple of weeks um, with more All the Backlist and All the Books with Liberty. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend.